This is my uh, last uh, sermon before I go on sabbatical. It's just 12 weeks long, um, and so it's going to go faster than you can imagine. And the thing I'm mostly um, stoked about was I just wrapped up all the speakers that you're going to have in my place uh, when I'm gone, and you are going to be stoked. So you're going you're gonna to like all of them. Uh, 11 years ago, 11 and a half years ago, uh, I became the pastor of Living Spring, and uh, I was um, at church leading worship, and my cell phone rang, and I answered it, which at, back in the day, you did it this way, you know, you actually, it, it would, you'd, you'd open it, and uh, it was our superintendent, Steve Fitch, and he said, there's a church uh, that's opened up. And I wonder if you'd be interested in taking a look at pastoring it. I had never been a pastor before. I'd done a lot of church work, but I knew God had had a call on my life. And so I said, where is it? He said, it's in Garden Grove. And I said, where's Garden Grove? Because <laughs> <All right? laughs> we, were, we were living in Long Beach. And, and, and so uh, I, we, we drove up on the campus. And uh, to make a long story even longer, we... Uh, <laughs> They had a search committee, and uh, Aaron was on that, and Gary Helmers, and Cece, and uh, Lydia Edwards. I'm probably missing some other people, but uh, they were on the search committee. And so uh, Lisa and I go in, and we sit in this nasty couch. Uh, I was in the pastor's office. I'm like, this is the first thing I'm going to change. And uh, so we're in this couch, and uh, we we were praying, and all of a sudden we realized... uh, Man, this is it. The problem was we already had a trip. I had a business trip planned uh, in Fort Lauderdale on a cruise ship. And so, I know, tough life. But anyway, um, that's the industry I was in. I was import-export. And so we go on this cruise ship, and it was so bizarre. We're, We're sailing out of Fort Lauderdale, and Steve Fitch is on the phone, and he's telling me that I'm gonna be the pastor and that he was gonna negotiate my salary. And so I'm like... Okay, well, do me a favor. And, me- and it was like, <laughs> and that was it. So I didn't know. I knew I was going to become a pastor. I didn't know how much money I was going to make. And off we go sailing into the distance, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, so we were just, it was just crazy to think about that. And uh, I had meetings with these executives. And they're asking about the future of what we're going to do for them. And I'm like, I don't know. I, don't, I, I, didn't, I, I had to pretend that I was going to be there. So I, I was lying. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> And then on the cruise ship, they had this steakhouse that you could pay extra for. And since I, w- I didn't have to turn in my expense reports because I was leaving, we went to it. And uh, this is the picture we took uh, at, at that steakhouse. I know. Smoking hot. Okay. Uh, and I, re- yeah, Lisa. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, let me just look at myself for a bit. Huh? Good night, you people. So I remember being at that dinner, and we're eating this steak dinner, and it's like, we're going to become, like, I'm going to become a pastor. I don't know how to do that. We started dreaming about what it would look like, what the church would look like. And uh, so this is another picture of us on the, we were really happy. And uh, this was how old our family was when we first got here. I know. Can you believe that? This was a picture of, uh, we used to have pews, and uh, we took the pews down, and we put in chairs. I remember one time, uh, uh, 
there was just, just a couple people that were having a hard time getting rid of the pews. And I understood that, but we had kind of already approved it and we had raised the money and uh, I saw that we put in all the chairs and then I saw that person that Sunday and I didn't want to make eye contact with them because <laughs> I was afraid they'd be upset and so I left and the next week I'm like, at some point I got to address this and you know, like, is everything okay? And uh, the person was sitting down in one of the chairs and I said, hey, uh, are you okay you know, with the chairs? And she said, when do they go in? And I said, you've been sitting on them for two weeks. And so then I, everything turned out okay with the chair. So she didn't know. <laughs> Here's a picture of our patio when I first got here. Uh, that is dead grass. And uh, this is a picture of, they were having the women's tea there. By the way, um, we're going to take just one second. Um, CeCe's dad is not doing very well. And uh, within the next couple of days, there's a good chance he might pass. And so I wanted to take just a second to pray for her, if we could, uh, all of us. Let me, let me pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for Cece and Gary, that family. We thank you that for everything they mean to our church, everything they mean to us. And Lord, I pray for Cece, who's always so strong, um, always being able to do a lot of things. Lord, I pray you would allow her to grieve, that you would allow you to give her strength. I'm so happy she's surrounded by family. And... Um, Lord, we just pray for Fortunato and uh, just the 50 years of ministry that he's done. We just pray you bless him. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry. Uh, this was the campus uh, when I got, got here. We had a preschool and we had an alley that went through the property. And uh, this was right, this was the, the place I was parking when I prayed to God asking him if he wanted me to be the pastor here and he didn't say no <laughs> so I knew I was in trouble uh, so we went from that over the last 11 years to this and I was thinking about this what do you share before you go on sabbatical again you know, I'll be back so it's not you know the end of the world but I was trying to think, well, what, what would I want to say? And two books came to mind in the Bible. One is Philippians, because Philippians is a very encouraging letter that Paul wrote as a thank you to the congregation that had given him a gift for ministry. And so there's lots of great scriptures in there. Uh, that's where we get that scripture, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your th- uh, request known to God with thanksgiving. And so, uh, but you can read it correctly. That was incorrect. Uh, but so there's that, that whole thing, and he's just encouraging. And there's one verse that just keep, kept coming to my mind that I wanted to share with you this morning. And it's out of 1 Thessalonians. And 1 Thessalonians was a... Um, uh, a, a book, uh, a letter written to the church in Thessalonica, which was uh, named after an emperor's um, uh, a wife, Thessalonica. And so this church started there, and Paul couldn't stay there as long as he wanted. And so he had to leave, and he was always trying to get back. And so he gives us this instruction book, if you will, of what to do when the pastor's gone, <laughs> you know, how, what, what it is. But the thing that I was most interested in was what he told the church, what he reminded the church of. And so what I did was I went through the book of First Thessalonians and then practiced how to say it fast 50 times. Uh, and I pulled out some of the things that I wanted to tell you before I left, before I come back in the beginning of September. We always thank God 
for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. Lisa and I have prayed for you for 11 and a half years, actually 12, because in the whole process of becoming a pastor, uh, we were praying for you um, before. While I'm on sabbatical, I will be spending a lot of time praying for you, for all of you. And uh, while I won't know where you are in your story, because I won't have contact with anyone, I want you to be assured of the fact that we have been praying for you, and we will continue to pray for you. It goes on, verse 23, we remember before God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus. And Lisa and I are so grateful as we look back over the years of how much ministry you guys have completed, how much you've accomplished, how much you've helped others, how much you've helped each other, how you've gone to each other's bedside, how you've seen uh, people through sickness, how you've seen them through financial problems, how you've brought meals to each other. We just see that. We see like over a decade of faithfulness from you guys. And it's a joy. We remember before our God and Father, the work, the labor, thousands and thousands and thousands of, of bags of food that we've handed out. Thousands of children got Christmas. We did, last house was our 20th home that we've done. But that's just the tip of the iceberg of how you've ministered to one another. And I can just go back, and as I was going through this week and you know, coming up with pictures and stuff. There was just, you know, I take a lot of pictures, so I was just going over picture after picture after picture of your hard work, your labor, your faith, your love for one another, and your love for Jesus. It was really awesome. In 1 Thessalonians 2.8, it says this. This is probably too much, but it says, uh, just as a nursing mother cares for her children. Okay, I wouldn't go that far, okay? All right, but... I love you, but uh, actually it says, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And you guys have watched us from that little family you saw that was sitting on a rock. Uh, we homeschooled our kids at that time. You've seen them through high school, my daughters. You've seen my uh, daughters through college. Watched them graduate from college. And uh, you saw one get married. And now in September, you'll see another one get married, right? Well, was I allowed to say that? Okay, good. All right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, you were there when we found out that Jesse was diagnosed with epilepsy. You were there through the hundreds of seizures. You were there through the brain surgery. We have shared our lives with you. And you've done the same for us. You've invited us into... The greatest times of your life. I've, I've married some of you. I mean, I only married one of you, but I, I, I was the officiating pastor at, for many of your, 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 your weddings. We've had to say goodbye to some people, and we've done that together here. We've seen very dear friends leave us. And so we, we, we've had this. We, we, we've seen each other through cancer. We've seen each other through the ups and the downs of life. We've seen each other through divorces. We've seen each other through the birth of children and through the children not being able to leave the home <laughs> in their 40s. Okay, like, 
this whole, this whole thing, we've, we've shared our lives. And I wanted to say thank you for that. It has been a blessing, a true blessing these last 11 years to be able to be a part of, of your lives. Goes on in, in verse 12, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Next, very next verse. And we also thank God continually because you received the word of God, which you heard from us. You accepted it not as a human word, but, uh, but as it actually is the word of God. One of the things I love about this church is that you are here for the word. You're not here for me. While I feel loved and appreciated, this church is not pastor-centric. You hear the word of God. You apply it to your lives. And you can see it. As a matter of fact, he goes on. He says, which is indeed at work in you who believe. I've seen many of us in this church struggle and beat addiction. Uh, having broken relationships and being able to finally forgive. Being able to understand what your spiritual gift is and exercise it. Being able to be uh, um, uh, encouraged to do something. Encouraged to take a step of faith. And you took it. That this word of God, the Bible, the, uh, the, in, in, in being, uh, giving the Holy Spirit to you, you read it and you apply it. And we've seen that. We're just so proud to be a part of a church that not only just comes up to Sunday morning not to be entertained, but to hear the word of God and then to go home and really try to apply it. Verse 19 says this. Paul's talking to this church and he says, for what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Paul is asking this question. What do you think Paul's going to be most proud of when Jesus returns? And I had to think to myself, what am I most proud of with Living Spring? Is it that we have passed out thousands of bags of food? I am proud of that. Is it the fact that we together help transform the church so that it now reflects on the outside the health of what's on the inside? I'm, I'm very proud of that. It took a long time and a lot of sacrifice by everybody. Am I proud of the fact that we've handed out thousands of toys and all that to kids or backpacks, hundreds and hundreds of backpacks? I'm proud of all that. I'm proud that uh, when we started, Lisa and I wanted a church that if we left, the city would be upset. The city would miss us. We accomplished that. That's not what I'm most proud of. You know what I'm most proud of is the exact same thing Paul was most proud of. Because Paul had a whole list of things, a list of accomplishments, a list of things that he could have been proud of when he stands before Jesus. But here's what he says. For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes. Is it not you? I am most proud of you. Of just who you are. And how you've, uh, I, I told you, Aaron, talk on. Like I haven't made it through this sermon yet. Um, just to see what kind of people I get the privilege to pastor. And I just want you to know that I am going to miss you a lot over these three months. Again, it's only three months. I don't know what the big deal is and why I'm getting so <laughs> emotional. But like I said, 
this whole process has given me a chance to breathe and to reflect on how much I love you and how proud I am of you. He says it again, indeed, you are our glory and joy. And I want you to know that you are our glory and joy. We love you very, very much. And we're so thankful to be a part of your lives. Okay, so that was the gushy part. Now, chapter 5, Paul goes on to your part. <laughs> After all, I am a pastor, and I, if I don't make you feel guilty, then I haven't done my job. All right? <laughs> so in, verse, in chapter 5, he gives us these parting words. And I was going through them, and I, I realized, man, this is, if I had to say anything to a congregation before I was to leave, these would be at the top of them. Um, now, if I was leaving and I knew I wasn't coming back, I'd have a whole different list of things I'd want to say. No, I'm just kidding. Here's what Paul says. Therefore, encourage one another. Build each other up just, in fact, as, uh, just as, in fact, you are doing. In other words, keep doing what you're doing. Me being here is immaterial. You guys could run this church without a, without a worry, Okay. You've got a great group of uh, leaders that are going to be stepping in to take my place over these next uh, uh, three months. The board, uh, Jonathan, and, uh, and so, uh, but it's always been about encouraging each other. My job as the pastor is to equip the saints for works of service so that you guys are ready to encourage one another. So I would encourage you, keep an ear out. Maybe you could minister to somebody. He goes on, verse 12. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who, are, who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. And so my, I would ask that you would watch those who are working. Jonathan, the board, encourage them. Write them notes. Take them to lunch. Take them to coffee. Send them a gift card. Whatever you can do to help encourage the people who are going to be uh, filling in for me while I'm gone. He says, um, to acknowledge them. So however you do that, I don't know, but it goes on and says, hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Both the board and Jonathan and Aaron Mills and Gary Helmers are part of the leadership team that's going to be taking over while I'm gone. They've been working very, very hard to set up systems of care so that uh, when I'm gone, there'll be people who can visit. There'll be people who can write notes people who can care for one another. Those connection cards are essential while I'm gone. Please fill them out every week because it really helps them do their job. So hold them in the high, high regard. And then it says this, live in peace with each other. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like uh, I'm, not, I'm not your mom or dad or anything like that or your boss or anything. But it is kind of like, you know, a, a parent getting nervous about leaving their kids home for the first time. They, you know, the parents go out on a date or whatever. And they're like, now listen, you know, don't fight. And if you do, you got my cell phone number. You don't have my cell phone number, by the way. I want you to know that. Um, Live in peace with each other. He goes on. Then, then, then it gets a little contentious. He says, and we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. So don't be disruptive because these people will jack you up. I'm telling you. <laughs> don't be disruptive. Uh, encourage the faint-hearted, those who are feeling down. Help the weak. Be patient with who? Everyone. Be patient with everyone. People are going to stumble and fall and make 
mistakes and not remember your name and all, all this kind of stuff. Be patient with everyone. And he goes on. Um, Make sure nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. And then he goes into these little things that are, are really cool. He says, rejoice always. I was so nervous. I was going to take a sabbatical one on year seven, uh, and that didn't, that didn't work, and so it was going to be eight, year eight. And that didn't work, so we went to nine, and nine was a wreck, and so we, then we went to ten, and that was, that was out of control. Uh, so now here we are, uh, verse 11. But I, in those times, I was so nervous to take a sabbatical, to leave, and I am so joyful now, because I think this is going to be a really great season for Living Spring. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think this will allow Jonathan to uh, see what it's like to be a pastor. It'll allow the board to see what it's like to do spans of care. It will allow each other to figure out, okay, where is there a need? Where do I need to go and, and, and fill that need? And so rejoice in that. Rejoice even in some of the struggles that you might have. Like, what do we do with this? Rejoice in that. And then he goes like this. Pray continually, <laughs> you know. Just keep, keep praying. Pray for Living Spring. Pray for your church family. Uh, pray for the city. Pray for each other. Okay, just pray continually. Pray for Jonathan. Pray for the board. Pray for those who are uh, filling in from where I am. Just pray, pray, pray. If you want to have a prayer time, do, do that, you know. And then he says, give thanks in all circumstances. So rejoice, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. For that is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This one's awesome. Do not quench the spirit. Just because the pastor's gone does not mean there can't be a wonderful move of God's spirit in this place. And so God's spirit might be calling you in this time of absence to step into a role that you might not have normally stepped into. Don't quench that. Don't quench that. God might be asking you to step up a little bit. For some of you, maybe, maybe for these 12 weeks, you dedicate these 12 weeks. You say, for these 12 weeks, I'm volunteering in children's ministry to take the load off of that group there. 12 weeks. If the Holy Spirit's asking you to do that or poking you in the ribs to do that, don't quench the Spirit. Maybe during this time, during the summer, attendance goes down a little bit and uh, um, uh, giving usually goes down a little bit. Maybe for these 12 weeks, you say, you know what? I'm going to be at church. I'm just going to be there, and I might even increase my giving during that 12 to, so that the leadership team doesn't have to worry about finances. Maybe for you, the, you've never given, you've never tithed, you've never actually taken 10% of your income and said, this goes to God. Maybe for those 12 weeks, God might ask you to step out in faith for that. Don't quench the spirit. One of the ways when he says, um, when he says encourage one another, uh, that was the very first one we started with. Encourage one another. If you have no idea how to encourage somebody, you're like, I don't even know their names, I will give you the easiest way to encourage the person next to you is to be next to that person next to you, <laughs> is to be here. Just your presence is an encouragement. I know that's hard to believe, but just making that commitment of, okay, you know what? I'm going to be in church. And I, again, it dips down in the summer because we have vacations and all, all that, I understand. But on those days where you're like, well, I don't know, it's really nice out, I don't know if I should go to church, encourage one another. Go. 
and don't quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. We're going to have 12 different amazing speakers here. As a matter of fact, the thing I'm most upset about is that I can't listen to the speakers. Um, no, and missing you guys, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but no, the, the, uh, we have 12 great speakers. They're all going to come from different perspectives. So you might be challenged. We have one uh, professor from APU, uh, Dr. Brian Louie-Yo-Yo is his name, and uh, he was my professor of um, God, creation, and humanity. His brain, he should have like an alien head because his brain is so gigantic, you know? He's just so smart. Well, that might be a totally different thing than you're used to. And don't, don't treat that with contempt. Just test it. Go, okay, what do I, what do I think about that? What do I think about that? And so there'll be all these different voices coming from different perspectives. And Paul is saying, look, treat them, uh, don't treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. And he says this. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. And uh, we would say the same. While we're gone, if you, whenever you think of us, if you would just lift us up, in prayer. I, um, about a year and a half or two years ago when I was going to take a sabbatical, um, I prayed to the Lord. I was sitting in, my, my, uh, in, a, in a bench uh, by the park by my house. And I asked the Lord, okay, Lord, tell me whatever you want. Like, I'm listening. Just, you can let me have it if you want. Uh, you, you know, uh, you, you know, this is who I am. You know me. You know everything about me. Just, just give, me a, give me a word that you want me to hear. And I sat for a while and was just praying. And you know what the word the Lord gave me was, um, I miss you. And uh, I was like, well, I'm right here. But as I began to pray and wrestle through that, um, what he meant was that he... he I'm like a professional Christian now. <laughs> like I read the Bible for a living, I pray for a living, and I serve for a living. Like that's what I do. And so pray for us because our, our marriage is great and all that stuff is fine, but um, I'm, I'm leaving for a very specific reason uh, to just get back that relationship with Jesus I had when I wasn't being paid to have it. Um, and uh, so I'm, there's no crisis. I'm not losing my faith. I won't come back, you know, uh, as a monk or anything like that. I just, I just want to be with him because uh, I, I miss him too. Here's, here's what I wanted to do. Um, it's going to be difficult for the leaders, and I, I would just ask the board and staff, uh, Jonathan, if you guys would come up, and also Aaron and Gary, um, if... if uh, Gary's here. Just come up on stage. So this is your board. So this is your board. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, so Kip is on there. Every, with the board, raise your hand. There we go. That's, that's your board. There's seven of us. Um, so they're going to be taking over um, a lot of my duties of as I follow up with people who aren't here, write notes, visiting, all that kind of stuff. They're going to be um, just kind of the eyes and ears for that. And so if you see any of these people and you want to know what's going on, you, you can. Aaron's up here as well, as well as Gary. They are me, okay? So, so if you want to get a hold of me, get a hold of them, okay? 
Now, they might tell you, no, we're not getting a hold of him. So forgive them now, okay? <laughs> Just in case uh, they don't. But they, they, know how, they know how I think really, really well. And so they're, they're, they're going to be kind of a, just a helping me stay connected without actually being here. Uh, Jonathan is going to be uh, taking over the pastoral duty. So here's what I want to do. Jonathan, would you come on over here? <clears throat> I want to spend a time, if we can just uh, pray for Jonathan. Uh, if the board could come around, that'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. Lord Jesus, we uh, thank you for this young man and his call to ministry. We realize that these next three months are going to be difficult and that um, there's going to be challenges that are unexpected. But Lord God, we release the authority of this position to him. And uh, knowing that he is supported by uh, many around him to hold him up when he's tired, to give him advice when he needs it, maybe just a cup of coffee or uh, some encouragement. But Lord, we are thankful for what you're going to be doing in his ministry and in his life over these next three months. And so we thank, thank you for him. Lord, I also pray for those who are up here as well, uh, the, the board and the staff, Adjua and uh, Gary and Aaron, Lord, I pray that you would give them uh, wisdom, that you'd give them strength, that you would, um, that, this, that this core group would be humble, joyful, and reliable, and that the church of Jesus Christ would be served well through them. So I pray a blessing upon their family for this increased responsibility, a blessing upon their relationship with you. And we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Well, here's what we're going to do. As the worship band comes back up, um, we're going to end with one song. Uh, by the way, the worship set this morning, uh, I told Ajua, I'm picking it. It's my last week, and I just did all the songs I like. So <laughs> unapologetic about that. Right? I know. So uh, why stop now? Um, this song is called First. And uh, man, this song, I, I, I picked it because I'm hoping that during this next three months, as we're both in different seasons, that this song would be uh, our prayer, our longing, and that when, uh, when I come back, which I am coming back, when I come back, um, we're, just, we're just different, and we're ready to move on to our next chapter. So uh, thank you for that. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, uh, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for all that you uh, have done for us. And uh, Lord, I thank you, thank you, thank you for living spring. And the blessing that it is to this community, uh, to your kingdom, and to me and my family. In Jesus' name, amen.